0: Good Good morning. Wow. Yay. Thank you. Bless the Lord. We've had such a good weekend here at Eastgate and just uh, today's going to be a powerful day as well. Love this church. Love your leaders. Love what you're going after. Love the presence of the Lord here. Love the family atmosphere, love the risk-taking it's here, love the um, entrepreneurial spirit and mindset that people have, love the um, possibility thinkers that are here, not focused on the problem but focused on the solution. We started out on Friday focusing in on Psalm 34, verse 3, O oh, magnify the Lord with me. You know, the enemy of our souls wants us to magnify the problem. Talk about how big the problems are. Talk about how bad things are. And, you know, God's called us to magnify the Lord, to make him bigger. And, and today we're going to magnify him. I mean, we, you know, we can't make him bigger, but our view of him can get Bigger. So I want you to just repeat this after me. Say, God brought me here this morning. Because he believes in me more than I believe in myself. He's preparing me for something bigger than I know. Something's happening in me this morning. It's supernatural. It's going to increase. And it's going to influence the nations. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm on a tour. Uh, I got here on Thursday, leaving um, a week from this coming Thursday. We'll be doing a whole bunch of different places here, ending up in Ireland um, on this trip. I've got uh, Ellie. Why don't you stand up? Ellie Plant. She's just graduated from from Montreal, Canada. Just graduated, third-year student at the School of Supernatural Ministry in Redding, California, where I'm on staff. There, and she's going to help me close the meeting today. But I wanted to start out with a testimony that that does uh, include the UK. Uh, I had an intern a few years ago. His name was Levi, and Levi loves to share the gospel with people. But Levi noticed that if someone would say they're an atheist, uh, he would move into non-victorious belief systems and believe his feelings and his past experience that he was ineffective in ministering to atheists. I like to laugh at things. Let's just laugh at that. Ha ha. Ha ha. And he decided to believe something different. You know, one of the great revelations we can get in life is that we can choose what to believe. He decided he was going to believe something different. He, he decided that if someone said they're an atheist, it was an exciting moment and God always showed up when he was around an atheist. So if someone would say they're an atheist, he would say this. Oh, really? That's so exciting. Because God always shows up when I'm around an atheist. And he was in the UK. I'm going to be in Leamington Spa tomorrow. And he was right in that area. And he saw a group of about 10 to 15 teenagers in a park. And he goes up to them and says something like this. Hi, I'm from America. I've got some really good news. Jesus Christ loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. And there's a girl who is... Uh, The leader seemed seemed to be the leader of the group. She stepped forward and she said this, I'm an atheist. Let's laugh at that as well. (laughs) And Levi said, oh, really? That's so exciting because God always shows up when I'm around an atheist. And he was talking to them for a while and he asked, he asked them, anybody want to feel God? And they said, yes. Yes. So he said, put your hands out in front of you like this and say, Holy Spirit, come. <laughs> and they did that, and guess what Holy Spirit did? <laughs> you give Holy Spirit an end, she'll take a mile. He just needs a little room. And atheist girls got tears coming down her eyes. And she and the whole group prayed to receive Jesus. A whole other group of, of teenagers got led to the Lord that day in the park, and I talked to the pastor from the city there, and he's about a month later, and he said that day in the park rocked their school. All because someone said they're going to believe something different. And and just even today, what I'm going to share on, I'm going to share a message on the power of encouragement. And encouragement on one level is to cause other people and ourselves to believe something higher than we're believing. It puts courage in us. And in Isaiah chapter six, 35, there's a fascinating portion of Scripture where it starts in verse 4. It says, say to those, say the word say. Say to those who have an anxious heart, be strong, fear not. Just turn to your neighbor and say, be strong, fear not. Be strong. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with the recompense of God. He will come and save you. And then look at verse 5. This is, let's see what, see what happens up here. It's going to be a transitional verse. Look at the word then. Now, it's, if, if someone speaks an encouraging word, it's going to be a cause and effect. Then something's going to happen. Look at what's happening here. This is good stuff. It says, then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame man leap like a deer and the tongue of the mute sing for joy. For waters break forth into wilderness and streams in the desert. And basically what it's saying there, when someone releases an encouraging word and speaks into lives what God is really saying, it's going to start a chain reaction of, of, of miracles. Just say the word miracles. Say the word breakthrough. And so I'm going to share today three levels of encouragement. What I believe are the three levels of encouragement. The first level of encouragement is to encourage yourself. The second level is to encourage others. The third level is to is to increase encouragement. And we'll, we'll be talking out of um, Hebrews 10, 23 to 25, a uh, powerful uh, portion of scripture, you know, people ask me to give my bio, you know, they, I, I'll go places or whatever and send me a, you know, say, send us a bio. You know, it's really interesting when you do a bio on yourself. You, know, you got to ask the question, who am I? Who am I? And that's really, it's a powerful question to ask. And the first thing I have in my bio yeah, uh, is Steve is a radical encourager. Steve Backlin is a radical encourager. He's a hope igniter. He's a joy catalyst. He's a leader developer. But the first thing I put is radical encourager. I'd rather be known as an encourager than an intergalactic apostle. You know, and I'm I'm gonna convince you. My goal today is you're gonna get convinced by Holy Spirit. Uh, of the the priority of the assignment of, of being an encourager. You know, if you don't know what your calling is, I don't know what God's called me to do, I'll tell you, He's called you to be an encourager. And uh, I'll say this, if we if we accept that assignment, it creates supernatural around us. It's powerful. Now, in, in Hebrews 10.23, it says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For He who promised is faithful. It says, become an incessant hope speaker. Don't let go of the confession of hope. Don't let go of talking hope. God's going to do it. I don't know how he's going to do it, but he's going to do it. My, my favorite definition of hope is this, is the hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present, and I have the power to help make it so. And you know, uh, our, our ministry is called Igniting Hope Ministries. There's no hopeless circumstances, only hopeless people. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. I believe our hope level determines our influence level. Here is the most hope is the most influence. I believe after love, hope is the most powerful leadership quality there is. I'm in the room with powerful people today you're already so many of you already doing great things, you know what I'm hearing over you that there's going to be a, a, a supernatural uh, growth in you of hope in this next season, and it's going to cause it's going to cause your influence to exponentially grow. Just turn to your neighbor and say he's talking about you. <laughs> I'm not into positive thinking. I'm into b- biblical optimism. The more truth you believe is, the more hope you'll have. I, I have hope because he, he who promises is faithful. That's the basis of my hope. It's not just positive thinking. Well, I'm going to try to believe good thoughts, good thoughts, not negative thoughts. No, it's based on the promises of God. And so uh, the confession of hope, I- I- if I'm have a confession of hope, then, then I've-, I've learned how to encourage me. Now, encouraging ourselves is the first level of moving into supernatural encouragement. And, and you know, I'll tell you this. Encouraging me is challenging. You know why? Because I know me really well. I hang out with me a lot. (laughs) Ha-ha. And there's some things about me that I wish were different. Let's laugh at that as well. (laughs) Ha-ha. (laughs) Ha-ha. Yeah, I mean, you know, we all battle. We wish we looked differently. We wish we had a different background. We had, you know, different abilities. Uh, Whatever. Yeah, and and there's there's just there's a reason all of us uh, don't want to like ourselves. But yet we 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 have to move into a place uh, of celebrating who God has made us because there's nobody like us and nobody can say it like us. You know, David in in First Samuel 30 was. You think you've had a bad day. Listen to David's bad day. He and his men go out and fight a battle. They come back. The city Ziklag that they're from is burned. Their wives and children are kidnapped. And then David's congregation has the natural solution. Kill the pastor. Yeah. <laughs> they said they talked about stoning david you think man, you think you've had a bad day Whew. and it says something powerful in first samuel 30 verse 6 it says david encouraged himself in the lord man he didn't have a you know a podcast of a preacher in his ear he didn't have east gate worship music playing as he was encouraging himself he was all alone Anybody ever been all alone? You know, there's been seasons of my life. I say, Lord, I, where is everybody? Where's my support? I need encouragement. And I felt like the Lord has said in those seasons, Steve, I'm going to teach you how to encourage yourself because where you're going, you need to be able to do that. You need to learn how to light your own fire. You need to learn not just to have depend on other people where they're at for the encouragement that's on the inside of you. Now, I don't know what David did, but I bet David, he said something. I bet David in that moment, he wasn't just passive. I believe he spoke. He, he, he probably said something like this. No, it's not my time yet. Samuel prophesied over me, and those prophetic words have not come to pass yet. No, it's not going to happen. You know, somehow he, he pulled something out of him based on the promises of God. And it's amazing that after he encouraged himself, his men didn't want to kill him anymore. You know, those who learn to encourage themselves, once we encourage ourselves, other people will see us differently. It's a powerful thing. You know, just... Um, Learning to inspire ourselves. And one of the best ways to inspire ourselves is through speaking the promises of God. You want to take the first step? If you don't know, say, well, how do I encourage myself? Start speaking what God is saying. In Matthew 4, the devil tempted Jesus. And and Jesus, on, on one level, encouraged himself devil said, hey, you know, if you're the son of God, turn these stones into bread. And Jesus said, now it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And one of the best ways to start encouraging yourself is just get the promises of God in your mouth. Something happens when we actually speak God's promises. I believe this. It's, it's one of the big turning points in a christian's life to move from move into victory and i mean you know god's got some pretty good promises in there you can take like philippians 4:19 4, where it says my god shall supply what some of your needs all of your needs according to his riches in glory i'm mean, going to just start there thank you lord thank you you're going to supply all my needs Thank you, you're supplying my emotional needs. Thank you, you're supplying my financial needs. Thank you, you're supplying my needs of ideas, of protection. Thank you, Father, you're, you're, you're supplying my need of peace. You're, you're supplying my need of sleeping well at night. Thank you, Father. You know, there's, when, when we start speaking his promises, it, it encourages his general promises. But I'll tell you this, something happens when we feel God's given us a personal word for our lives. I'll share a story. I was, I was pastoring a church near Las Vegas, Nevada, in the 90s, and I was there for 10 years. And about three years in, I felt like a failure, and I wanted to quit. Anybody here ever felt like a failure? Mm-hmm. And I was, I was telling the Lord, i was saying, Lord, I can't go on, man. I was, I was discouraged, and and I, I was praying, and I had a thought. Steve, I haven't called you to fail. I've called you to succeed. Now, it was a good thought, but it didn't, it, it, it still didn't overcome what I was feeling. I don't tell anybody that. I go to a pastor's prayer meeting and I share with them, I'm struggling. Will you pray for me? They gathered around me. They laid hands on me. The first guy out of his mouth, here's what he prayed Father, I thank you that you haven't called Steve to fail. You've called him to succeed. Now, it was one of the most important moments of my whole life. I said, that's God. That's got to be God. Woo, yes, that God just said something to me. It says in, in, in Ephesians 6, 17, Take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Take it up. Pick it up, start using it. Now the word, the word, take up, which is the word of God, is Rama of God. That's the very, very specific word of the general, overall word that God's made real to you. It says, start fighting with that. You know why it's called a sword? Because we're supposed to kill something with it, not people, but we're to kill the mindsets. the The giants that we face right now are our mindsets, pessimism, victim mindsets. Fear, insecurities—those though, though, are the things that people will learn to cur- encourage themselves, to go after, and start to kill. I, you know, I got that where You don't—you don't need a lot of words from God to start defeating those giants. But I'd wake up in the morning, I'd say, "No, God has—God hasn't called me to fail. He's called me to succeed." Half hour later, that thing would try to get back on me. You know what that thing is? Yeah that you're, you're never going to make it. It's only going to get worse for you. You don't got what it takes. You just If you can just survive and pay the bills, that's success. That thing. No! God has not called me to fail. He's called me to succeed. You know, some of us just need to get mad. I'll tell you this. I, I've, I've had it out. I, I've driven my car and I've had it out with a devil I've had it out with low grade discouragement in the back of my spirit, and I've I've, I've just you know, this is a radical church, so this you know you guys this 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 you should like this. You 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 should like this man. Whoo! I've just had to have it out at times. Some of us just allow ourselves just to be. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we won't do anything about it. I tell you this, you learn to encourage yourself. Because, listen, we got to learn to fire ourselves up. Sometimes they say, well, I hope there's a fire in the church today. I hope, you know, I hope there's a fire. (laughs) Hope there's not a spirit of heaviness. If there's a spirit of heaviness, you need to get excited. Yes, I get to learn how to start my own fire, not depend on other people. Where you're going, you need to learn how to start your own fire. Someone say fire. fire. Whoo! <laughs> you're like your own coach. Good coaches fire their team up, man. And we're we're to coach ourselves. You know, I wake up. Every day I say this when I wake up. This is going to be a great day. You know why? Because I'm, I'm, start, I'm starting to light my own fire. I don't feel it. I say it though. We got to say something higher than what we're feeling to feel something higher. I could go on on that, but let me let me just let's talk about just. By the way, I just release an impartation to you to encourage yourself like never before in this coming season. Wow. The second thing we do is encourage others. It says in Hebrews 10:24, let us consider one another to stir up love and good works. Look around. Why don't you just look around right now and just go, hmm. 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 Yep. Uh-huh. Hmm. Hmm. Let us consider one another to stir up love and good works. Let us consider one another how to, how to light a fire. In people it says in verse 25 not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some but encouraging one another we're exhorting one another all the more as you see the day approaching one of the, the greatest reasons we come together well you know we come together to worship we come together to be equipped uh, one, one of the main reasons we come together is to encourage one another. Why? There's no such thing as a strong, silent type Christian. We're, 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 we're to, our assignment. we I try, basically the Lord told me years ago, He said, never go to a meeting without encouraging someone. Never go to a meeting. Look! I said, well Lord, I, I don't feel like, I, you know, I need someone to encourage me! Ha uh-huh. ha! I found this out. You want to encourage yourself? Just so start encouraging others, and you'll be encouraged. Some of the lowest points I've been, the Lord says, to encourage people. I said, "I don't want to." I said, "Tough." <laughs> Tough. Do it. All right, I'll send a text. <laughs> I, I didn't grow up with a lot of encouragement. I didn't know the Lord till I was nineteen. I had good parents, but they didn't speak real encouragement to me. And, I, um, and, and you know, I had a lot of discouragement. My friends, you know, they, they, they would try to encourage me by pointing out my physical defects. Ha-ha. <laughs> uh-huh. If I did something stupid, they would certainly point that out. Mm-hmm. I used to blush all the time. And, and you know, I'd, be, I'd blush in class and they'd say, flame on backland. Thanks a lot, guys. I didn't have much encouragement. I didn't know who I was. So I was 18 years old. I was in a high school government class. My government teacher, Mrs. Riffenberg, takes me aside. She considered me. She thought about me, and she talked to me for a couple minutes, and and she said, Steve, I could see you'd be good in politics and government. When I heard that, something happened in me. Somebody sees something good in me. Wow! Somebody sees something in me. And because of that, just brief conversation, I went to college the next year. I majored in political science. All because of one comment. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to let people in my life experience what I experience. I'm going to think about people and tell them what I like about them and what I see in them. Whew! It's one of the main qualities of leadership. You want you want to build your leadership skill? Do that. Consider people. I used to say, Well, Lord, I'll encourage people. When I first started this, the only people I wanted to encourage were people just like me. Because I like the me I see in you. Uh-huh. Didn't want to encourage people who weren't like me because they might think they're okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want them to think they're okay. (laughs) So I'm going to withhold my encouragement of them as kind of a silent punishment so they'll know they're not okay. And then after they change, then I'll encourage them. Someone say, boo. Now, just the Lord wants to expand the type of people that we can relate to and that we believe in. You know, just because I shared this in the conference. When we were in Nevada, we pastored in a gold mining community and they moved hundreds of tons of dirt a day, but nobody talked about dirt. They only talked about gold. And people won't mind you moving their dirt as, as long as they know you're looking for gold in them. Whether it's family, whether it's ministry, we're not called to be dirt removers. And once we stop believing in people, and we're just trying to fix people, we've moved out of, we've moved out of what God's called us to do. You know, the, in the prodigal son, Luke 15, there's three main characters, the prodigal son, the father, and the elder brother. Now I'll tell you this, here's here's how I, what I believe is the indicator that you're moving from an elder brother mindset to a father mindset. The elder brother, their default is to first see what's wrong with a person or place. The default of a father is to first see what's right with a person or place. To first see what's right. Doesn't mean you don't have boundaries in relationship. Doesn't mean that. But the, the default is to first see what's right. And, and the Lord just, you know what I'm, I'm hearing here? This is a place of great fathers and mothers in the Spirit. And by the way, you don't need to be a certain age to be a father or mother. It's a heart, it's not an age. And I used to I used to think I was discerning because the first thing I could see what was wrong with you. Let's laugh at that. Uh-huh. Oh yes, I'm spiritual. Mm-hmm. No, it's to actually consider people. One of the one of the great questions to ask is what do I like about this person? Most people's Negative qualities are usually an immature aspect of a positive quality in their life. Most people's negative quality is an immature aspect of a positive quality in their life. And it's true spiritual fathers and mothers who can see the positive in the midst of all the stuff, dysfunction and hurt, who begins to zone in on that and actually sees the gold in them yeah for instance i i pastoring i'd have a, maybe a person who would be critical of me preaching you know maybe a, a person who was really into the bible say hey you misquoted that scripture you should have done you know you, sh- you take that out of context you know at first that would r- really irritate me let's laugh at that oh. but then i thought about the person i considered them i said "Wow, well, i've got someone in my church who loves the bible Yes. I've got other people who don't even care what the Bible says. He loves the Bible and my heart warmed towards him. My heart warmed towards that person and I was able to connect say thank you for loving the Bible. Thank you. I admire that about you. And I meant it from the heart and then it begins you begin to take your influence to a higher level because of where your heart is. Of being an encourager. Let me move on to the, the last one. It's increase encouragement. Encourage yourself. Encourage others and increase. It says in verse 25 of Hebrews 10. But encourage one another and all the more. Say all the more. All the more as you see the day approaching. Now I don't care what you think the day is. It's approaching. Whatever your theology is about the day. It's approaching. Rapture. It's approaching end-time judgment. It's approaching end-time revival. It's approaching personal death. It's approaching. <laughs> it's coming. And it says, and all the more as you see the day approach. it says every year increase encouragement in quantity and quality. Go out in a blaze of encouragement. God hasn't called us as we get older to become more cynical. Wow, well, I've lived a long time. Just don't get your hopes up. (laughs) Don't trust anybody. Yep. Just protect yourself. (laughs) The guys that go out in a blaze of encouragement, increase it. By the way, what I encourage, encouragement is very specific. You know, I don't like to just say, hey, you're amazing. I I can encourage Eastgate, by the way. encourage you. I love this church. You know why I like this church? I'll encourage you. This is a church of freedom. There's a lot of freedom here. It's a church of fun. It's a church that equips the saints to do the stuff. It's a church of excellence. It's a church that's influencing other ministries at a high level. This place is special. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I've considered you. So, you know, as I've grown older, God's given me strategies of how to encourage people. I've just asked, Lord, this, I want to do it more. You know, for every day I'll send somebody uh, either, I'll send them a message. Here's three reasons why I admire and appreciate you. I'll send somebody that. And just because I want to encourage them, it's amazing how the response I get to that. At least one person. And I do it usually more, more than one. Or, or I'll just, I'll go up to somebody specifically and say, I, when I saw what you just did, man, I, I love it. I love this part of how you did it. You start speaking. And I say, I'm going to increase it. The older I get, I'm going to increase it. The greatest thing I want to do as I get older is to, is to consider, besides just my relationship with the Lord, it's just to consider people and how to just light a fire in them. And then you do it and in, you increase quantity, then you move into quality. Quality encouragement is called prophetic. Sometimes people say, hey, Steve, I want to learn how to prophesy. I say, I say, here's my suggestion. You want to learn how to prophesy? Become the most encouraging person you know and ask Holy Spirit to take over your encouragement. <laughs> you will start prophesying. You start looking at people, and you start just considering them, and you say, Holy Spirit, help me consider them.
1: Woo-hoo!
0: You, then you're going to start getting Scripture verses. You're going to start getting a little things. By the way, you don't need to be weird to prophesy. You don't need a robe and beard and staff. You don't need to speak King James language. Yay! Thus saith Godeth. I'm about ready to prophesy. <laughs> you don't need to be worried. Just hey, I was just thinking about you. Saw you, and I was reading, you know, Psalm 27 today, and I just I heard, you know, this verse, you know, about uh, God's protection, and I just just sensing the Lord just saying, hey, you're in a season of protection. You know, just you, know, you just start like that, you get reactions from people. That'll encourage you, and, and, and you'll, you'll, your faith will get built up. New Testament prophecy is obviously very different than Old Testament prophecy. Everybody in the New Testament is called to prophesy. First Corinthians 14.1 says, Follow after love, eagerly desire spiritual gifts, and especially that you may prophesy. Go after all the gifts, but go after prophecy the most. Because if something's going to happen, something has to be spoken. Somebody has to speak something. Somebody has to say, fear not, your God's going to come. Don't be afraid. Whew. It starts the chain reaction for the miracles and, and, and other things. You know, uh, the office of a prophet may correct and rebuke at times, but the simple gift of prophecy, which we all function in, is encouraging. 1 Corinthians 14, 3. Those who prophesy I do for edification, comfort, to build people up. So here's what I'm hearing today. I'm hearing that this is a house that already encourages. This is a house that encourages other ministries, encourages people to make a difference, encourages people. That they're not who their past says they are, that they're who God says they are. But what I'm hearing is that the Holy Spirit is going to put this gift of encouragement on you at a level you've never seen before. And I'll tell you this, it's going to lead to miracles. It's it's going to lead to streams in the desert. Things are so dry, people say, hey, you know what? It's not going to stay that way. It's not going to stay that way. And we encourage ourselves. We we find out, Wow, I'm going to start talking to me. I wrote a book called You're Crazy If You Don't Talk to Yourself. It's just crazy if you don't talk to yourself. I've had a busy weekend, flew in, you know, this morning. I'll tell you, you know, when I woke up, just between you and me, I didn't feel it. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel excited. But I get excited when I don't feel that way. That might not make sense. (laughs) I get excited because I say, no, this this is an opportunity because I'm building a muscle. I'm building a muscle to light my own fire. I'm more excited about this meeting this morning than any other meeting we've had. Because not only I get to bless you, but I get to build a muscle. Because I'm going to change the world. I want you to say that I'm going to change the world. And then you just get your eyes off yourself and you start considering people. I used to have ingrown eyeballs. It was all about me. How am I doing? Not well. You just start looking around. Your breakthrough is going to come as you bring breakthrough to others. And then you say, I'm taking it to another level. I'm an increased quantity and I'm going to learn how to prophesy. And I'm gonna take my prophetic gift to a place it's never been, and I'm gonna ask God to send me to people that my word's gonna launch them. From a Gideon who's afraid to a nation changer. You guys receive this word? Ellie, why don't you come on up? And while she's come on up, if you receive it, say I receive it. I'll I'll never be the same again. Something happened in me this morning. It was supernatural. It's going to increase. I'm a radical encourager. My encouragement creates miracles. It influences nations. Amen, amen. Give God thanks. Give Him praise. Give Him a shout of praise today. Woo! Fire! (laughs) Ha ha. Whoa. I ask Ellie just to pray about you guys and this church and to release a word over you. She's Ellie's just such a, a great overcomer, a revivalist, uh just a courageous young woman who loves Jesus and she inspires other people to love Jesus. So what do, what do you got? Yep.
1: I've got great things. <laughs> um I I have um three people group that you guys are going to influence particularly and I heard that um, that you guys are going to influence people receiving or working in the health industry (laughs) Uh Um, the second thing I heard is um, I heard that you guys are influencing business women and man. And then the third thing I heard is that you guys have a, are going to have or are already having an influence on Africa, uh, whether it's immigrant people that are descending Africans or uh, that you're going to send off people in Africa from this place. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then what I heard about you, you guys is um, that you guys are a church of Nehemiahs that there is a spirit of acceleration on this church um just how nehemiah had a, an accel- a divine acceleration in rebuilding the wall i heard that you guys are, are solution finders to challenges that are coming at you um and i just i just feel to read this uh, f- the verse in nehemiah and it says nehemiah 134 they said to me those who survived the exile and are back in the province are in great trouble and disgrace the wall of jerusalem is broken down and its gate have been burned with fire when i heard these things i sat down and wept for some day i mourned and fasted and prayed before god the god of heaven i received that first word because i really feel like you guys uh, um, you guys might face things that look broken, but you guys carry a compassion that moves you to move and bring change. And then we see in Nehemiah 6:15, 6, 15, 16, um, after Nehemiah rebuilds the wall, it says, so the wall was com- completed on the 25th of Hilo. I don't know how to read this. Anyways, <laughs> Hilo, how do you read that? It doesn't matter when all our enemy heard about this, all the surrounding nations were afraid and lost their self-confidence because they realized that this work had been done with the help of our God. And I just see that you guys, that's something that you guys carry the ability to see maybe something that looks broken, but to actually have the compassion to be moved by the brokenness, but then also have the, the solution to rebuild in acceleration. And so I just bless you with that word. Yeah.
0: You guys receive that? Why don't you stay up here? Yeah. Just a couple of things I was hearing. Um, I'm hearing that God's clarifying assignments for people and that people are, are getting clarity on what this season is about. Um, I'm hearing that the Lord is healing people from regret today. Philippians 3.13, Paul said, One thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forward to those things that are ahead. I'm hearing that doors are opening in greater ways into the media, education systems, and foster care systems. I'm hearing that Spain and Ecuador are key nations. I'm also hearing that um, people have internet ideas that's going to bring uh, breakthrough and evangelism and discipleship into the Middle East through the internet, that there's, there's ideas and there's a blessing on someone's got an idea in there or something that's already happening. That's going to be incredible. couple things. If you want to connect with our ministry, it's igniting hope ministries. We're at ignitinghope.com. And my wife and I, Wendy, we have all kinds of resources, online things that are powerful. We uh, have belief trainers to train people in beliefs. One of my goals is that phys- that belief training will become more popular than physical fitness training and to work out our beliefs because the kingdom of God is not moved forward by good conduct. It's moved forward by good beliefs. And we've got a number of resources. Um, this is a book. Let's just laugh at that for kids. I've got two versions of this, and, and this is ages six through 10. It goes after. It's an illustrated book. Both of them, they have 20 lies each that children are tempted to believe. But actually, I'm tempted to believe. Yeah, tempted. It uses the power of laughter to break off that belief and then helps get uh, build truth. Like the one of the lies is, let's laugh at this lie that we have the kids laugh at. It's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> None of us would ever, you know, have a problem with that, would we? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha not fair (laughs) and then this is a book called cracks in the foundation and just uh you know i just want when the service closes, just find somebody to just give this to this is a book um about the traditions of men that block the purposes of god Uh, scripture sayings or christian sayings that have a measure of truth in them but are often misapplied and misunderstood for instance, you know, like uh, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. It's in Scripture, but if we believe the Lord can, wants to take away our health, children, etc., we have a crack in our faith foundation. Or even the phrase God is in control has a measure of truth in it, but God's called us to control the devil, the speed of a kingdom advancement, um, etc. So find someone and um, bless you. Turn it back over to your great, whoever, <laughs>
1: one of the great people here. <laughs> to have a great person you want. Oh, wow. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Such a privilege. Such a privilege. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So let me just rem-